You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, and my name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. That was a very professional introduction. I'm trying to get my demo reel together. uh, (laughs) I'll be a drive-time DJ. (laughs) Yeah, that seems very with the times. (laughs) Well, you won a radio contest <laughs> last episode, so I I don't know what's going on. Oh, shoot. It's true. I didn't even listen to the radio to win it. <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. So Lord. it's summertime. It's summer blockbuster season. Everybody's on strike, but there's still stuff coming out. How long do we have to go in our contest? Oh, Labor Day. Not we long. got yeah, Labor Day. We got, hey, we got a few weeks left, but uh, all the major films. I'm not going to spoil are. who's going to win it, but yeah. it, somebody's got it pretty locked up here. Yeah, all the there's not a whole lot of wiggle room left in the in the uh, mm. blockbuster status. Blue Blue Beetle's going to come in hard, guys. I'm going to make a comeback. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> I got to. It might throw Return of the Jedi out again for another <laughs> week. It might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lord wow we watch i've watched all kinds of movies this summer and stuff but we haven't been haven't we were doing other things didn't talk about well, them. barbie yeah. kind of shocked the world i think we i we all kind of figured it would be a big movie but I, none of us thought it would be number one at no. the end of the summer that's the closer it got to it the more it was seemed obvious I mean, I definitely felt like it would be number one weeks before it came out, but not months when we were doing the doing the movie contest. And I was convinced Oppenheimer wouldn't do much of anything at the box office, but yeah, the Barbie bump, like the the the, the memeing of it all, added. Yeah. To, you know, it was a quality film. It deserved to have an audience. Whoever sure. came up but, with the meme and came, whoever called it Bar Barbenheimer, they yeah. should get money. Because they did a lot of this. Like, I mean, seriously, that, yeah. that had to have brought in a lot of it because it felt like a thing that you were supposed to go do. Like, I'm supposed to go watch both these movies. I did. I immediately, you know, I, I watched them both within the freaking first day they came out. And yeah, you were like within 24 hours. You had yeah. seen them both. Well, yeah, I watched Oppenheimer a day or two earlier. It was in. Had it, saw it in Zanesville, and then by Friday at noon, I think I had seen Barbie. And I feel like this is going to become a thing. People are going to stretch this idea. Try to you know, try try to do this in the future. Like I saw, yeah, good luck. The new the new Saw movie comes out the same weekend as Paw Patrol, so people are trying to do Saw, saw Patrol. Patrol. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It only works once, guys. Organic. You can you can't make you can't you can't. I don't know. What are they? Uh, can't make something viral. Like it's not. It's not that easy. But it's neat when it happens. Like I mean, I feel lucky we had this. It proved that 
the movies are not dead. It just takes something special and people to get excited about something. I mean, people were cosplaying for this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, er, there was no no showing that someone wasn't dressed in pink, and it, yeah. that's a, just crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy, awesome. Uh, but anyway, I don't know what you know. I loved it. I thought Barbie was great. I I like both of those movies. Honestly, yeah. I'd I mean, seen it, Oppenheimer first. Yeah, also. me too. Yeah, which yeah. is the correct order. You want to? Yeah, yeah, definitely get serious and then have your uh, your after dinner sweetness. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I loved Oppenheimer. It was. Uh, it was in, um, like the IMAX, the fake IMAX there in Saintsville. But... <laughs> I uh, I thought it was a little. I said in my review. I I thought it was a little unexpectedly. Uh, how I didn't. I don't know if I I knew. <laughs> you ever heard of Nolan? <laughs> I knew that Christopher Nolan was involved with this, but somehow it had. I don't know, flown out of my brain, or I didn't really think about it. And then when I went and watched the movie, I was like, wow, this is kind of artsy. This is a little bit more artsy than I expected, just like a historical, you know, pick to be, yeah. which in a good way, um, you know. Uh, it was amazing that the that they put the, so much effort into the visuals. And really, most of the movie is people in rooms talking, right. it's talking. It's a lot of talking. But all good. I loved it all. But uh, but it was de- definitely like wow. It was not the spectacle that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I I had avoided previews mostly, like I have been in it. So that's that's IMAX talking. That's the best kind of talking. Oh, <laughs> it was good. I I like that. It was, but like the the first half is. I mean, spoilers for history. <laughs> in case you don't know. They're building an atomic bomb here. And and so it was that, building up to that. And then really the second half is the Seinfeld finale. It's like everybody from your life coming in and judging mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you know, in a weird courtroom that, you yeah. know, so. The courtroom slash closet. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was, it was something. Yeah, it was pretty well. I, I, I dug it. Uh, Barbie was you know even better as far as i was concerned uh the i just loved it i freaking loved it i had not watched i had only watched really the first preview get the vibe and i was like i don't want to see anymore because i was i was like i don't know whether it's going to be good or not you know it's kind of throwing me off but it was way better than i was expecting and hilarious i laughed i laughed so many times and cried for sure at the end and like it was freaking awesome i love that movie yeah i definitely um because i I went seen oppenheimer on like saturday and didn't go back to like tuesday i think to see to Mm. see barbie and my wife had seen barbie already and my daughter um they both had went with friends uh separately and um you know, my my wife was trying to do the the courtesy of not talking about it. She right. absolutely was in love with the movie, right? But she didn't want to spoil it for me, right? And I didn't really have the heart to, and not I didn't get spoiled 
but I certainly got reactions online. Oh yeah. Of, of how good it was, how much it was touching people, men and women. Yeah. And, and, and very much, um, also the, the part of the population that had went and see it and seen it and totally did not understand it. Yeah. Um, that were incapable, uh, uh, unwilling to understand it and think about it, uh, what they were watching and recognize it. Um, the genius behind it because uh i went tuesday and, and like i said I, I definitely was like okay this thing's going to be pretty good it's it's really making a statement with people and yeah i was totally impressed like i when they said barbie uh, uh, before i knew what this movie was or or had even seen that first preview i was just like i don't this is not me i'm not gonna go you know and man this is the 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 movie the event of the summer yeah. and I, I just, I couldn't get over how good it was. Oh my gosh. When I, with that sick feeling I got third, not even, you know, quarter of the way in the movie when, you know, she basically is in our world, our, you know, out of the Barbie yeah. world into our world. And wow, this world's different. Look, the money, every all the money has men on it, just men, and and Mount Rushmore just has men on it, and all this, and it's like this shocking reality was just like, oh, it made me sick. I was like, that's real, <laughs> you know. It was just, it was so, it was, it was, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. It was a crazy feeling because the way they set up the beginning of the movie and then suddenly you're, you're, that's like a, just a punch in the face. You know, I, I was like, man, I don't know. I, I, so what of the criticism that it's anti men or that it's, you know, that's just people don't get it. Up, like, yeah, it really is. It's that, it, it's, it's so, it's like, it's not that. In fact, like the really the beginning of the movie, you see in the previews is like it's a Barbie world. She lives in the Barbie world, and it's uh, everything's great. All the Barbies are the everybody. All the girls are named Barbie, you know. But hey, Barbie, you know they they just everybody's living their best life, and the Kins. It's very obviously showing that the Kins have a terrible life. They live only to be, you know, for in hopes that Barbie might look at them, you know. Right. And it, it's it's like showing a reverse of our world, really, mm -hmm. at, at at what it was at a time, you know, and it can still be today. It's like it was never saying that what they the people were trying to act like it was saying that men that's are terrible. the right way the world should be yeah no exactly it was showing that this was wrong too yeah that's the yeah, message they're yeah they're both yeah it, but the but the way you know there's little things in that movie you know ken immediately when he gets to the real world is attracted to the patriarchy yeah i mean he's like this he is just, great yeah he's like yeah. this world is way better than the one i lived in <laughs> you know it's like just like just like her where she came from was way better than the one she went to right it's just like they both were having similar experiences you know the opposite experiences 
And so, so why that that people are so zoned in on like it make made guys look bad? It's like, well, it made it pointed out some truths. Yeah, so, I think uh, it, you yeah. don't want to think about it. Yeah, right, right, and that's what it was. Is I don't want to think about this um, because it wasn't harsh or anything, but it was very truthful. You know, there were this movie's been out for weeks, so I know Jordan hasn't seen it, but there at the end. Even at the very end, when she recognizes, you know, how she treated Ken in Barbie world and, and what that felt like, even, even when she apologizes to him, he still never apologizes. That's what I was going to say. I was just going to say, he doesn't apologize. It's very, it's very obvious. Like that's so. She did that on purpose. She made she wrote like that on purpose. Obviously, it's like even though Barbie didn't do anything really wrong, wrong. you know, she yeah. still apologizes to him because she yeah. knows she did kind of treat him not yeah. great. And it's like, but he, but he treated cannot, her like shit, and he <laughs> he, and he didn't cannot. have to apologize. But still, yeah. people are like, oh man, look what they did to the men. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are crazy. People like, are still I, crazy. I haven't seen it, but I I have heard two bad takes on it. And that's the first one is that it just, it hates men and it it teaches girls to hate men or whatever that take is. And the other take was Joe Rogan, who was like against that take, but his take was, it's just a doll movie. It's a movie about dolls. Who can't like what it can't have deeper meaning. What are you talking about? So it's like, it's people who got the wrong deeper meaning and then people who deny there could possibly be a deeper meaning. And both yeah, the, are as well, bad as there, the there's a newer take, even uh, as of this week, is that it's genius. Some of these people that they're going galaxy brain and that the real message is that it is a fake world and they're just toys and saying how. They talk about how the patriarchy is created and saying that it isn't really a thing. And wow, this is, she's so smart how she wrote, you know, and they're just grasping anything to make it. It's crazy. But anyway, yeah, I cried, I cried at the end. Well, well, of course, the, the biggest moment, uh, America Ferrer's speech, you know, where, where, where this is the one, one thing that, you know, it's like, she get she gives a speech because Ken has you know changed the come back and change this world. He changed Barbie world to a patriarchy. You know this is great. You you guys are missing out. And all the Barbies like got a little brainwashed. So she has to give this speech about you know to like snap him out of it. It's kind of like it's very meta. It's like hey mm-hmm. everybody in this audience snap out of it. Like and. It would have been nice, I think, if that might have worked on the the Kens also <laughs> in the yeah. movie. It didn't work on the Kens in the movie, you know. It's, yeah. it's like that. That would have been a nice touch for this fictitious movie, you know. To like, <laughs> let's just go there. Let's just go yeah. all the way. Yeah, but yes, uh, you're expecting yeah. too much of the Kens it, of the world, right? Yes, and, it's okay to have a Mojo Dojo Casa house. Yeah. But don't tear somebody's dream house down to get it. Yeah. It was uh it was a good one. Uh and yeah, all that showing the footage at the end of the crew and uh, the, everybody what, what, involved. Well, no, like no, I was 
I don't know what that I'm t- I'm talking about that footage at, at the end of just mothers and and women <laughs> and I didn't know that was crew. It looked like just random images of actual people, women. Yeah, they were the girls of all ages. I'm mean, well, some relations that related to crew or people whatever. that had worked on the movie. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. Well, it seemed like it was cool. really old footage. Some of it, like from yeah. a it was long, cool. t- long yeah, time know. ago. You know, but anyway, it was like freaking awesome, and it made it just became all real all of a sudden. Uh, thinking about all that women do, and it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Saw Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. There's a couple colons in there. And I liked it as a is a Mission Impossible movie. I love Mission Impossible. Can't wait for part two. Uh and who knows how many years. And <laughs> uh but I don't have much to say about it. Like you guys don't care much about it. I don't, you know, know who, who listening is cares about it. But I I there's a few things I wish they had done differently, but there's a lot I really liked about it. Um I think the biggest my biggest complaint is how much they even I I avoid spoilers, but to have a basically what is the equivalent of a DVD extra showing how they did that big jump and it was unavoidable in social media. It was like that jump was everywhere. You saw this motorcycle jump and it was just like unavoidable. So in the movie, it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? everybody freaking knows what you're going to do. We know what you're going to do because it was everywhere. And for a year in well, advance, those are always movie. the climbing, the building, hanging off the plane. The, the one big stunt of the movie is always the selling point in every commercial and trailer for these. So, yeah, but this was just too much. Like, I feel like, I feel like I've seen those other movies that didn't know what the big thing was for sure. You know, this was for sure. I don't know, but they uh they could have used a little I, I think the MacGuffin in this movie I wish they had treated more like the rabbit's foot from the third one where just not telling you what it was. We knew what it did the whole movie and it and that that should have been a mystery that was revealed at the end of the movie. Instead they revealed at the beginning of the movie what it was and there was no mystery. So I feel like that was a mistake, but, but really it was great. And I thought Haley Atwell was great. And, uh, I cannot think Vanessa Kirby, I think is her name. She was great. It's, it's, um, Shea Wiggum is in it now. He's like, I want to be in these mission impossible movies and I want to run all this. And so he was good as always. So can't wait for the next one. I feel like it was a, the plot was a little ahead of its time too. Like it's, you know, it's very, uh, there's some real, it, it involves AI and it was like, uh, a little ahead, you know, now it, it's very right now. Um, yeah, but didn't they make this movie like four years ago? That's what I mean. It's, yeah, it was so ahead it was of its ahead time of to time. be like, so, you know, to, <laughs> right now. to know, to <laughs> have, be, to be right on the dot with what's going on. So it'll be behind the times by the time the sequel comes out. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway, 
Hmm. We saw the turtles. We went and saw the turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's new. Sure did. That just came out. Yeah. Uh, they're teenagers. I forgot sometimes. Yep. that They were uh, uh, turtle mutant karate turtles. No, yeah. uh, teen, teenagers. Maybe that was what? Teens. Turtle yeah. mutant karate teens. I think that's what they call them <laughs> in the movie. But, uh, so was this it was beyond, good. The, beyond the turtle verse here? Yeah. It was just a bunch of, it was just a, it was just a stylized, good. Stylized look. Yeah. yeah it, the... had that, it had that spot, that spider verse look only a little yeah. more, a little more rough, a little rougher, yeah. but I really like, I mean, I like that new kind of animation. Um, yeah. It, it, it bothered me at first. Um, took a little while to get used to it, but. Uh, I made it through. Um, I dug it. Yeah, I really dug it. <laughs> no, I I thought I liked it. Um, you know, I uh, these are these have become timeless, a timeless characters, and and a lot of times I think when when you have that, you have to um, you, you got to give them a little bump and and do a little newer version every every once in a while to keep them relevant with uh, with with the kids. And um, I, I love, I, I mean, I did not know who was in this movie. I didn't mm. know anybody that was in this movie. I, at one time I had seen who was voicing the turtles and I was yeah. like, well, I don't know any of them. And I didn't mm. look any further. So I did not know all these big, you know, actors that were and, in it. And, and oh my Rudd gosh, and- Jackie Chan, <laughs> Jackie Chan. Splinter. Yeah. And, and uh, Ice Cube was freaking awesome. Yeah, he was the Paul best. Rudd is the freaking star of the movie. <laughs> uh, it's I, it's freaking. It was great. I I really yeah. really liked it. And I did, what I uh, especially liked was what you expect to happen with the bad guys and and good mm-hmm. guys. It it doesn't happen. Like you're expecting this rumble basically with the you know them and it doesn't happen it, it's a different kind of fight and yeah. i i freaking dug it like I, it was made it more fun it felt like all these characters you got to like you got to be able to enjoy everybody you yeah. know good and bad and so but, it was it but was, it really it was yeah it was great they they did a really nice job um i felt like you know of just acknowledging um the history of the franchise laird and eastman and and uh uh you know just at one point just wearing clothes that i was like oh i remember those those uh figures those toys Mm. in those outfits you know there's a lot of cool stuff um a lot of little Easter eggs in there throughout the movie. So many Easter eggs. It was hard to, you know, cause things are flying by at a fast pace in this movie. A little bit longer than I thought it was going to be, which was good. But yeah, the story I felt, you know, it was, it, it didn't, it didn't go so far away to where it wasn't recognizable as this is the turtles origin story. Oh, no, this is it. This is a good turtles origin origin like it, they they got to do another one now come on yeah. let's see what, oh, i want to yeah. know i want to know what happens next because i i thought i mean they definitely set you up to 
uh, for yeah. a sequel. So there's definitely going to be a sequel, and I can't wait for it. Like, I don't want to say anything more about yeah, it. Really. It's I, recent. This is something that I want Jordan to see and, you know, yeah, enjoy definitely. fresh. So I, I think you're going to dig it for sure uh, as a Turtles fan. I'm not even the hugest Turtles fan, and I freaking love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. And I was just, but I was that surprised voice acting, how much. That voice acting of all the all the people all the people that played everybody were freaking phenomenal. Like mm. that, it was it was a joy ride. So go see Turtles. I I still think that original 1990 live action movie is like the best comic book adaptation there's ever been. Like the Jim Henson suits worked mm. live action. They got the script right. So it's been diminishing returns since then the, the, the recent live action ones have not fit the bill so i was I was hoping this one was a a, a, a turnaround yeah um yeah speaking of other things i love the only uh the only other movie i have um really to talk about is haunted mansion um that came out uh, a couple weeks ago or so and uh, i can see this for free and i still won't do it who put well, this in their top 10 <laughs> Raise your hand. Uh, I think I've got it in my extras. It. Um, did you see the Eddie Murphy version twenty years ago? I okay. don't know. Good, good. Um, because this is way better. Um, I would. I saw say... a really long preview for this because I was like, "Well, I don't care about the preview. I'm going to see if this looks like I want to see it." Mm-hmm. And man, I didn't even want to set through the preview. I was watching. Wow. Do you not like Haunted Mansion? The ride? I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't even. I have no affinity for. No nostalgia for that ride. I have a lot of. I'm mad at Lorcana. They, they, they closed down my Thai place for the night. So <laughs> Disney's on my list. I probably know a lot of history about the attraction. I'm sure if anybody was going to get anything out of this, it's going to yeah. be Disney heads. They, every nook and cranny of that ride is in this movie in, in a great way. Um, it still has a story to it. It's got a good cast. Rosario Dawson's in it. Um, Owen Wilson's in it. Um, you know, we talked about Leota being uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it incorporates both the Disneyland version and the Florida Walt Disney World version. Um, both mansions are in the movie, which I thought that's awesome. Um, being as a person that grew up, you know, not on the original, but but on the Disney World version. But yeah, the the storyline's great. Um, I really like, I don't know the little boy, the, the young actor's name that stars in it. He was really good in it. Um, the themes of dealing with grief, I did not expect. I just thought, well, this is going to be silly and it's just going to have, you know, gags and jokes about from the ride they're going to put into a movie and it's going to be a great thing for Disney fans, but it's a good movie. Um, it, it talks about dealing with grief and, and mourning and what happens, you know, way down the line um, and being able to deal with that and get over it and and move on with your life and live your life and it's just uh it was an interesting take uh to add onto the ride or onto the uh to the attraction story so i really liked it 
um, we, Alicia, I, and Carly all went and saw it and we all were invested completely of every second of this movie. Well, that um, sounds, that sounds better so, than what I was thinking it was. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I told all, you know, made a little post after we'd seen it and said, Hey, Disney peeps, uh, go watch this movie. You're going to love it. So yeah, it was has much been, better than has hmm? there been any explanation why this didn't come out uh, during Halloween time. Why not, this was a summer movie and not a spooky fall yeah, movie? I, I I don't know, and I and that's obviously more people go to the movies in the mistake. summer. But yeah, right, right. But yeah, I totally you know would have totally made sense and could have been the been an event movie for a holiday. I I totally agree. Um. Danny DeVito is adorable in this movie. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> like, that's not a word that I was <laughs> thinking you were going to say. Oh, he, he is so fun in this movie. Um, a part obviously written for Danny DeVito um, and nobody else could have done it. So yeah, just definitely go see it. Enjoy it. I, I want to see it again. Um, really one of my top movies of the summer so far i i mean i enjoyed it that much and and like i said i've been going to watch these movies up this summer so i i don't think i've missed any of the big ones other it's amazing i never could have predicted that and <laughs> no, no way you're gonna so. put me to shame during the poobah awards oh my gosh oh, man. that's the truth that's this the is truth. this is my year <laughs> i'm way ahead of schedule uh, for sure like uh, i'm i'm Definitely, I've seen over 40 movies already. So, the only newish thing I have seen, I uh, I just ignored Netflix for a while because it wouldn't let me in. Mm, and yes. I went like three weeks without even clicking on it to try it. And I just like snuck in one night. I was like, Can I come in? They're like, What? Okay, sure. So, like, Netflix <laughs> just started working one night. Nice. So I left it on all night. We're never turning it off. So I watched, uh, I think came out a couple weeks ago, They Clone Tyrone, new movie. I really liked it. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, Director Jewel Taylor, it's his feature directorial debut. He cited the influences They Live, Groundhog Day, It Follows, and Napoleon Dynamite. He called those the four influences (laughs) of this movie. So if you can make sense of that, you'll be on the right track. But it's uh, it's John Boyega as a drug dealer, Jamie Foxx as a pimp, and Tayona Paris, uh, Monica Rambeau in the Marvel Universe. She is one of his ladies of the night. So it's very 70s-ish, but set in the modern time. So it's got kind of a blaxploitation homage going on. So very stylish clothes and funky music. But uh, I saw one critic called it a sci-fi throwback pulp. So it's just a mashup of genres. But the three leads are phenomenal. They it it's some of their best performances I've ever seen from any of them. They're just they're really great. They're really funny. They interact together really well. As the story gets weirder and weirder, like things could fall apart. But you just you like these characters so much, you're gonna see where it goes. So it again it's. Like every movie, it's over two hours. It's a little, it's too long. 
there's a little too much going on. They have to stop and explain what's happening at a few points. So it wasn't perfect, but it was just, it was such an enjoyable ride. I, I definitely wanted to recommend it. If it, it's flying hmm. under anybody's radar. Yeah, I heard it. I heard about it. I heard it came out. I did not catch it, but. Yeah. 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 Anybody got anything uh, TV related? Cliff, Been watching that. I have so much TV. I feel like I feel like the universe is mocking me in some way <laughs> because the writers and actors have been on strike all summer. We know there's going to be fallout to this. We know things are going to be sparse for the foreseeable future, probably years into the future. And all of my favorite shows are on right now. Everything I love on TV is like has overlapped this summer all at the same time. And then Mm -hmm. then it's going to all disappear. Yep. And the universe is going to be like, ha ha, remember that. So overlapping in the last few weeks, new episodes of Black Mirror, The Righteous Gemstones, season 16 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which literally it's been like two years since there's been any of those. Reservation Dogs, the final season, which I said is my favorite thing right now. What We Do in the Shadows, the vampire comedy. Miracle Workers, the wonderful, absurd TBS comedy. And then they even brought back shows that were dead for 10 years. They brought back Futurama and Justified, just as even just a little more twist of the knife. Like, hey, these shows you thought you'd never see again. They're even <laughs> back. Watch them all right now. And yeah. Done. We're done. You're Just turn off your TV. Cancel your subscription. You'll be, it'd be nice to finally wrap it up, finally finish watching all my TV ever. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that Justified came out, I told you, I was like, man, I feel that urge. Like I should rewatch Justified and everybody that everybody I saw said, you do not need to catch up on Justified at all. Well, I am about to start the fourth season. I'll show you. I've I've been binging it. I haven't watched any this week, but I've wa- I watched three seasons in about a week. That's so good. This new season doesn't live up to the originals, I don't think, but I'm still enjoying it. I, the dialogue is sharp, and the the unexpected. Way, I like the way the crooks and the criminals and the cops all you know interact together in a non typical TV yeah. way. So yeah. I'm definitely on board. To, no I'm, I'm hyped to. I'm glad I'm rewatching because I'm I'm expecting that contrast that you're kind of like, for you know it, he he's he would be a different guy now. He would be an older you know perhaps more, uh, socially conscious uh, Raylan Givens. So I'm curious to see if there if there's a jolting evolution of the character by the time I get caught up to that. But I'm saving that for. It's got his his daughter that is born on the show is now a teenager and is played by his real life daughter. Oh, that's neat. Uh, so they have a you can there's definitely a a bond, a bond between them. You can tell they have a very playful relationship. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nep- yeah. Nepo babies, of course. Yep, Nepo babies. They're doing that. There's some Adam Sandler movie coming out soon. He's got his using his Nepo yeah. babies. <laughs> I yeah I I messaged you today. I said uh, Miracle Worker season four. Yeah or nay? I knew I gotta know. And you're you're like hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I was like, which is exactly what I wanted to hear because I'm I'm a big fan of Miracle Workers, but I have to purchase it. Like 
I don't have regular TV. Nothing I have shows TBS. Mm. So yeah, does that show up on HBO at the end of the season or anywhere? Maybe, but I want to watch it. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But they. But I know that I have purchased all the other seasons as they came out. I was like, how is this? And if you don't know what Miracle Workers is, this is like a, a Simon Rich produced show, which I think his stuff's. I like his humor, and he it's uh, it's the same cast. New, it's not new. I mean, to say it's a new story, it it's like they. I don't know how I describe it. It's like a different setting. But they do the same thing every time. Like what? What was the what was the first season? The first one was Heaven, where he was like an angel in a dingy office for trying to make Heaven run, and Steve right. Buscemi was God. And the second season was the uh, Dark Ages, correct? Oh right. The th- the third season was the Oregon Trail, right? And this season is the End Times, which is basically Mad Max, right? And it's. But it's all just using that setting to do modern ideas to like, it's all modern things, you know, storylines put in there. But in a, yeah, like a twist, like a, it could be like a, a full house episode. Right. But it's in this weird, twisted, R rated world where like, like, uh, so Steve Buscemi is like the junk man of the apocalypse. Like he collects yeah. garbage. He's like, he's like, like he, he says, a literal trash guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's invited to his class reunion and he wants to impress people with how good his life's going. Like that's such a tropey yeah. on plot, but it goes in a direction way off the rails. So I yeah. Or the guy or, uh, uh, what, well, what I like about it is like, it was like, what was American horror story did right. that where they had the same cast and everybody just played totally new characters each season. And that's what this is. Well, I love that. It's like they all play different people each season, and that's so fun. Uh, I and I love everybody in the cast, which makes it even better. But I don't know any of their names except like. Well, I almost said I don't know any of their na- uh, names except Harry Potter and Steve yeah. Buscemi. <laughs> so apparently, I don't even know Daniel Radcliffe's, Radcliffe's name. But um, but the the ideas of like he's he's in one of the episodes he's got. Dan is driving a guy like he rides a man and it's supposed to be the equivalent of a Tesla. He's a right. Tesla, bro. They make it their whole personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to go with my bros and talk about how everybody understands us, why we have these. And it's like, it's so That's a super Mad Maxi thing of like the giant <laughs> with the little guy riding them. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, so I love that, that episode. The, uh, Danny Radcliffe gets hired on at the junk shop. He has to go have dinner with his boss. It's like, oh, I got to try to impress my boss. Like, yeah, that's that's a Dick Van Dyke episode. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, a, that's a sitcom from the world. And then he doesn't know which fork to use. They're like, oh, that's the yeah. cockroach fork. What are you doing? It's like, well, wouldn't that be crazy if I didn't know what fork, uh, you know, <laughs> didn't know this was, I, I knew which one's the rat fork, you know? <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and just though, I don't know the, the actor's name, but the guy that's playing the equivalent of the T-800 or whatever uh it's karen sony he's like okay. the, the cab driver from deadpool yeah he's just so oh uh, so i'm at zion bitch 
<laughs> yeah, uh, lots of references to oh, constant, culture. constant stuff. It's great. I, I, that's one of my, that's a solid. I don't even know why I questioned whether to watch it or not. I just, I've loved all of it, but I, I just wanted some reaffirmation that this fifteen dollars I was spending was worth it right now, and it was. I finished the whole thing today. Couple episode episode left, maybe. I don't know. Good <laughs> stuff. The I will say the Ace Ventura episode was <laughs> the oddest episode by far, <laughs> but with a very dark ending. Uh, but it's good. They're they're super talented, super talented cast. Can I? I'm going to complain about your favorite show. You love this Reservation Dogs. Yes. And I have, and I'm not, I just don't, I just, it's something about it does not click with me. And I've tried, I've watched, I have not started this new season. I had not finished the last one because I just can't get through it. I want yeah. to, I want to be in it. And I'm like, you know, but I just like, we'll watch a couple episodes and then I just can't do it anymore. And then I, so I was like, well, I'm going to finish up the third season because this new season dropped. And I, I never started the next season. Like it just, nothing happens. <laughs> and, and they do did two tropes in a row that I was like, don't do this. Don't do this. And they do it. This is like, they got the episode where the guy takes accidentally takes drugs and now everything's whoa. And I'm like, don't do that. And then, oh, we're going to travel. We put money in the glove box. I'm like, oh, I bet somebody's going to steal a fucking car. They stole a fucking car. It's like that kind of stuff. Like, don't do that. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I don't like that. And it just tires me out. And most of it is like them just doing nothing. <laughs> I know there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's so sp- all the more to it that I do like. It's so spread out in the episodes. Crunch it down a little bit. Cut all that garbage out of it and get the, I like the tribal stuff. I I like what I, you know, telling stories about these people, but it's like, so it's a lot of dead air. I like when the episodes like split off and follow one of the characters and you learn more about their history and how they all connect and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I like, I like when there's less going on. I like when they're <laughs> just figuring stuff out. Yeah, I just don't like creating problems for no reason. Like, come on. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm sure I'll watch finish the last, last season, too. Just like I cannot make get in a groove on that show. Hmm. I only watched the first few episodes of season one and that's as far as i got with it but i know it's like critically acclaimed so oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's us cliff well my tt you got to be on the right wavelength for the yeah did you watch the the pirate show he did on hbo yeah, I tried. I didn't episode. like it either. Yeah. I watched yeah. an, I watched an <laughs> I love episode. That one too. So, yeah, I was so. just like, I can't. I I like. I, I can only take like. Yeah. So much of that humor, <laughs> like it. It just. 
Hmm. Let's try. Did everybody get the their bonus episode of Invincible that came out during? I watched yes. that. I did watch yes. that. That was I, a that, that's a show. That's a show I want to rewatch. All oh, of. for sure. You almost have to. It's been. It, it comes out in November. Yeah. Yeah. November. I'm gonna re re binge that. So yeah, and that was a, a surprise out of Comic Con. They just dropped on Amazon Prime. Uh, just a standalone episode of Invincible. You so do not have to rewatch the first season to watch this episode. So go right. ahead and watch it. So it is just a standalone, like a prequel origin story for the character Adam Eve. Just to whet your appetite before season two. And I thought it was, I, and I remember I liked season one so much. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Here's, we'll get, here's an episode finally. And like the longer it went on, I'm like, this is great. I, I liked, I loved the character. I liked the animation. And like the, when it got to the action stuff, it felt like Akira or something. Like the, that action scene on the bridge was crazy. The yeah. cars zigzagging in and out, the way yeah. she used her power. Like a lot of like superhero animated stuff, the action's just kind of, they just go through the motions. Like, oh, here's, I'm yeah. going to punch the guy. But this, this was like choreographed super well. So I, and this show has a, a penchant for, you know, upping the violence and the gore yeah, yeah. more than a typical superhero show might in a, in a kind of a shock factor. But I was just blown away by the, the big action scene in this one. So I'm I'm super hyped for season two. Yes, me too. After watching that, I'm excited to rewatch the whole thing. Get ready for, get ready for season two. It's one of the best shows out there. The other comic book thing we didn't really touch on was uh, Secret Invasion. Six episodes on Disney Plus, the big Marvel event. We were all a little lukewarm. <laughs> I think we talked about the first two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was looking forward to this. I remember enjoying the comic series a lot. It was a fun Oh yeah, I love trust. Like it was I a long that. running loved thing it. of you know, not, you know, what, you know, it's trying to solve these every months and months of this the comic issues, trying to figure all this out. That, that moment when it was Electra got killed and right. turned into a scrawl and everyone realized that anybody could be a scrawl. Just that set the comic world on fire. Like from that any was, point, we don't know when it started. We, did, we, we didn't, we knew nothing. Yeah. That was a, amazing moment in comics for me like I, I was like wow what does this mean and they handled it so well and man but that was my waste. thinking of like there could there have been any way to do this in the movies of like one of these one of these uh what do we call them phases you know do you set up mm-hmm. some cosmic stuff in the wake of captain yeah. marvel and we learn the scrolls and like in one movie post credits, you reveal there's a scroll and then you drop hints. Like, is there any way to possibly do that? And no, I don't think there would have been in the way they did it in the comics, but I, I don't think this six episode thing did it either. I just don't think they thought of it early enough in their, I think they could have done it. This feels very like, uh, you know, RPG, you know, like if my campaign, you know, I try, if, and the earliest that I can stick something in that's going to pay off later, I do. And they could, I just think they missed the boat when they thought. But it was so perfect, though. Captain Marvel was set in the 90s. Like, it was set yeah. in yeah. the past. So you already mm. had the scrolls yeah. pre-Tony Stark, pre-all this stuff. Right. That could have been something. But I, so I'm thinking, 
about this show and missed opportunities and like so that it's set in a world where you can't trust information okay that's you've got me there right yeah we can't trust what we see or hear in the in the media or social media or whatever that's pretty good and what are like the biggest issues of today the most timely issues we're dealing with a refugee crisis from from global issues and immigration that's we're all the every country on the planet is dealing with that and the idea of identity trying to live as your authentic self it, can you do that in today's culture do you have to assimilate or do you can you be yourself and like these are the most pressing hmm. important issues of the day this should the show could should and could have knocked this out of the park as like a saying something Right. And it just didn't deal with any of it. It didn't do it, it maybe mentioned those or brushed up against it, but it didn't have anything to say about it. It had Nick Fury, it had Sam Jackson, the coolest MF on the planet, and it didn't use him that well. It had all these issues and ideas, and it just I I don't know. Yeah. It was six issues of just or six episodes of okay, fine. <laughs> like it just didn't yep. go anywhere. Like it was the same <laughs> thing every episode too. Yeah. yeah. Same. The, Somebody big's gonna get killed. Yeah, that one guy's gonna get you know kill somebody every, every episode. Mm. It's like, jeez. The cast was really good. Like everybody, like watching it, everybody is acting their ass off. Like they are really putting effort into it. There was just nothing there. Like Sam Jackson was great. Uh, um, the freaking uh whatever the guy's name the bad guy that was in in barbie uh like he was really good um you know like the portrayals were of the characters i thought were were perfectly fine but it just didn't do anything <laughs> and it set up oh nick fury you're old you've lost a step and you've you know you've you've gone back on your word you promised these scrolls you're going to find them a home and it's been 30 years and you haven't done anything so, okay, that's a good place to start. And then at some point you have to twist it. Like, no, Nick Fury knew what he was doing and he's he saved the day. But, like, he was just kind of an old broken down guy who's stumbling along and barely <laughs> made it out of this. So, and then, uh, spoiler, I guess, but that, that scene where he finally confronts Gravik. He goes to the radiate, irradiated place and he's mm -hmm. like, they have a huge emotional confrontation of, yeah, I, know. I, you know, I worked, I, I, I was a spy for you. I did this and you, 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 you made promises and you didn't keep them and all this stuff. And, but it's not Nick Fury in that scene. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. Nick mm -hmm. Fury never had that conversation. He didn't, nope. he didn't, he never had any closure with this character. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, it's, it's like, that's just so sloppy and, it's like they let's just throw it together, do whatever. You we spent know. four episodes talking about how great Marvel is at planning, yeah, setting things up, setting the dominoes up, and waiting for them to fall. And how patient they were, and how exacting they were in their plotting, and that's just—I feel that it's not happening, <laughs> especially with it. Hmm. Dog days are over. <laughs> <laughs> so the end. Leaves it the 
So again, the, wherever this leads to next, it always has to lead to something next. But the so the president announces all off-world species are enemy combatants. So like they didn't like I don't know what that means. Like they didn't. Yeah. So then, like Nick Fury, like he saves the president and like saves him from the scrolls and shows him what's happening. And then I feel like it backfired. It went horribly wrong. So now, like the comics had the the scroll kill crew. Like the, there's vigilantes running around killing aliens. And Fury's like, "Well, I better leave." So Nick Fury made a huge mess, and now he's gonna leave and go back to space before he fixes it. So I again, I, I'm sure this is gonna pay off somewhere. This plot will be involved somewhere, but I I don't get it at this point. Hmm. It was well, a disappointment. It's yeah. sad. I, 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 again, like most of these, well, it's, it's the success rate is pretty, pretty bad now for these shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't worry, they're raising the price. Yes. They're going to put out less stuff. They don't have any things written, no writers or anything. And they're going to raise the prices. Like, well, you know what? Guess what? I'm not gonna pay for this stuff forever. Uh, I will, just like a theme park. I, I've been doing this my whole life. <laughs> Take away stuff and charge me more. It's part for the course. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, moving on. Have we all? We're all in agreement. We're back on the uh, the gemstones bandwagon. Finish season. I was never off of it. You I was. I, I, I The beginning of the season, first couple episodes, I was like, I think I'm done. I think yeah, I, it I wasn't. Yeah, I don't. Something wasn't drawing me in anymore. I was like, I, I just, I'd lost that loving feeling, <laughs> and then uh, got back into. It. I oh, you know, I watched the episode every week as it came out there, and then I had like. Four or five episodes I hadn't watched. It was, you know, wrap up the season. I was like, you know, I'm going to start step into this and start watching. Wow. It just came back around like there in the middle. It started cooking. Yeah. And, and I thought it was great. It was another good season. So I, I just like how they don't even pretend that they believe in God. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> it was just like, it was not about that at all. Uh, greatest four words in television or baby billy's bible blockers (laughs) yeah i mean we did not get a uh you know a banger like like misbehaving but no but But we still have that there will be a payday was was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) that was that one bad that was pretty good someday someday there will come a payday, hallelujah, what a payday. There will come a payday someday. When I lay my work by, I have a home in the sky. For there will come a payday someday. Where no interest comes. It's tough to watch that and justify at the same time. <laughs> Rewatch and justify it. Uh, it's kind but of yeah, I, it's kind I, of I, equally ridiculous on both shows, but but uh, yeah, I, 
I thought they nailed the it. It was good. The yeah, they they, they yeah. brought it back yeah. around, and yeah. it was it was an excellent season. So, do it again. Let's do it again. One more time. I just told you. I feel like there's a there's a half life to these. Uh, what's his name? What's uh, the actor's main guy? Danny McBride. Yeah, there's a, there's only so far you can ride these. He has a concept, yeah. and then two seasons about usually all he can squeeze out of them, and that, and that's kind of how I felt at the beginning of this one because uh, vice principles and you know mm-hmm. he found it down all this is like. I like them for a couple seasons and then it kind of goes down the drain. So, but this one, it's hanging on. Hanging yeah. On. That's probably about all I got. Well, big brother, if you're going to say, I just, oh, I just wrap it up oh, here, oh, wrap it up here oh, with big the brother. drama. You want to know what I'm actually watching is big brother. <laughs> That's really all I'm watching live feeds and episodes and, Everything all the time. Big brother. It's been a great last week of vacation here. Just getting to fully embed in the uh Suri Fields uh lifestyle. I get to see how she works it minute by minute. Uh so I read a, a thing. Apparently there are technically no, no one on staff is a member of the Writers Guild. There are no technically writers on there. The people right. who do these well, yeah. scripts and things are—it's actually the pr- producers, the production crew. Okay. So that they don't fall under the same union as the. So that's why I was wondering who's writing all the intros and all this stuff right. with their them on strike. That it, nobody's actually crossing the picket line because they're not the same. The chin bot is pre-programmed. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they filmed all her stuff before any of this happened. They just yeah. It's all pretty important. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, all the, uh, I, there's no details worth getting into because it'll be obsolete by the time this episode comes out. There's but, one. Well, somebody said the N word and he got the boot. So they actually put their money where their mouth is and said, hey, they had said, you know, well, they're not going to tolerate zero tolerance policy for hate speech. Now, have there been any apologists online? Like the last guy that got kicked out, people were like, I oh, I he didn't mean it. He's fine. He's a nice boy. Like, were, are people defending this guy? Uh, I don't think to a great degree. There's been a couple people wanting. To, I've seen comments like, okay, it happened. Move on. Kind of like I mean, the show it, did. Very much, only, like, yeah, very much very like much. the show did. They buried yeah. it. To episode. drag out Jared, an African-American guy, to yeah. like to have him say, oh, it didn't really bother me that much. To be like, see, we're fine. It's all fine, yeah. right? Let's right. not talk That's about it. They showed what they wanted to show. Yeah. And it was, I was pretty disappointed in that. But they did kick the guy out. And they put up the and memory. It's... They put up the memory wall today, finally. Uh, they, you know, they always have everyone's picture up there. And you study their faces and things for a competition. They sometimes have some seasons and, you know, just they do a lot of memorizing by looking at faces on the wall, like who won this competition this week and whatever, because there's always competitions at the end about that. And they haven't had it up for the first couple of weeks of the season here. And, and people were wondering if they were even going to put it up because Sari and her son are in the house and they're going to be able to see their faces. And and be like, okay, look, he looks like her. But they uh, put it up today. Their pictures are as far apart as they can be. 
and there is no picture of the guy that said the n-word that's why i wondered if he'd even they cut him out of the theme song yeah he's gone he won't see his him again all right so uh, that i indulge me by all means i this i'm fascinated more by like the the behind the scenes stuff and how this all works like anything like this like how is this even work but like i'm i've been thinking about this guy way too much this week imagining him and his life where like <laughs> if you were a contestant on this show right you've obviously been a fan for probably no, decades no that's a that's a mistake on your part all right well he's he's what for whatever reason he wanted to be on the show he like he probably studied how to do it he went to on auditions he made films he 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 sat by the the mailbox waiting to hear back am i ever going to be on this show am i ever going to make it and he got the news right he's going to be on the show he's going to be on tv he told everyone he knows his whole family he took time off work like he had to have someone cover his shifts wherever he works they they probably you know the local news probably made a huge deal about it he's in the paper he's on tv he's the local bar put his photo behind it come have a watch party we're gonna cheer on this guy and like, and then he's thinking ahead, right? Like, okay, I may not win the big money, but just being on this show is going to change my life, right? I, I can, I can coast. I can go on other reality shows if I'm a, a personality enough. I can, I can do podcasts. I can go to conventions. I'll be the, I'll be for the rest of my life. I'm the Big Brother guy. I can, I can make a career out of this. I, and, and, and a, in a week, he has to go home tell everyone he's he got kicked out because he couldn't not say the N word. <laughs> You are living in the year 2000. Like, how does he, how does he go home? And like, sorry, guys, didn't work out this time. <laughs> like, all that's just gone. All that's just wiped out immediately. First, first off, first off, that's <laughs> these, a lot of these people are, I mean, some of them will say they're fans. Some of them are fans for sure and have seen every season, but. At least half these people are recruits from L.A., so nobody in their hometown gives crap about them. It's not they're exciting to be. It's not exciting. To, actors. Yeah, it's not exciting to be a reality TV person anymore. Everybody's got had their fifteen minutes of fame. He uh, he doesn't know anything about the show. The girl that got evicted, the fir- the first evictee, I don't think she's ever seen the show. When she was sitting out there with Julie and. She she was showing her goodbye videos. She goes, uh, there was more people than that. Where are those goodbyes? And Julia, I mean, I know Julia wants to say, listen, you've you ever, you've never watched the show. We can't we can't show you every goodbye right now. Uh don't don't show don't tell people that you've never seen the show. Uh it's just it's not what well, you used to be the first season or few of Survivor, and you were a national name. Nowadays, nobody's ever gonna know that guy's name. And they've forgotten he existed. So, and his friends at home know he uses the N word. That's why it so casually came out of his mouth, and nobody's going to be surprised. Ah, you can't, it's, it's, you uh, can't use the N word. Who knew? Exactly. And he he just what it was. Maybe it he'll was join stupid. the. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, but, he's going to join the Kyle Rittenhouse speaking tour. And right, right. Open Maybe he will. This will be his big chance to make it. Um, 
Anyway, but I'm enjoying the season. Should be a pretty is a good first week, except for that, and then we'll see what happens this week. We got a new HOH, and uh, he's basically just telling people what what he thinks. Like, hey, you're going to do this, and if you don't do it, I'm going to do do this to you. It's like a lot of a lot of tears, but I'm just wait. I'm just watching Sari. It was a that was a great gift to this season to have Sari Fields. She's a famed survivor player she won the traders she's she's just a really good social and uh has great strategy and she's learning that big brother is an act i it i'm simultaneously excited and proud that she's on my favorite contest show because this is this is the most intensive like you got to go in there and play hard from the beginning and be playing all the time you can't rest and it's a hundred days like yeah you have to face the elements and survivor but it's not as hard on your mind as this game i had is. that thought as she's like laying on the hammock every time i've seen yeah. her she's laying in the bed laying on a hammock yeah. it's like it's a little different than survivor but yeah she but she's learning that it ain't a walk in the park and she's definitely there's too many pieces she said at one point because there is, there's a lot going on, whether, you know, to deal with. But I want to see somebody that I think is really great at the game, learn it and play it and see if she can pull it off. You know, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's a, but simultaneously as that is happening, it's like having her over to my house and seeing my crazy family and like, oh my gosh, don't, do put her in the wedgie contest please i don't want her to be in any of these embarrassing big brother things you know because big brother is also a stupid show with a really you know incredible mind-breaking concept that does have great strategy and everything but it's all with the bones of the dumbest competitions you could have uh, you know it's ah uh, i just Please don't embarrass Suri too much. Please. <laughs> I did want to ask, has this, any season done basically what this one did where like in the first week, like, oh, hey, here's the two big alliances. Everyone knows who's on whose side. Like, yeah. There were no real secrets, it seemed like. Like everyone kind of spilled or like said Jared being on both sides, you know, was helped. It's, it, it's, well, for, yeah, usually there's always an eight person alliance that forms. And, you know, there, there's everybody else that can't, that isn't smart enough to form their own alliance that, that big at the beginning. It's usually the cool kids alliance is the big one. Oh, every season. What they've changed recently is that we're getting to see it from the drop of the hat. We used to, they were in the house for a week before we ever saw anything. And, we missed the flip-flopping back and forth that happens in that first week. Now we see it and how it all the pieces are moving. And on, and honestly, it's not really fair to the, it used to be a, used to be like, you want to be the first HOH because then everybody has to talk to you and you're at the beginning when everyone's forming things. But now yeah, you had an extra week back then. It's like now this girl, like, is having to do things right away. She doesn't know anybody and 
things were got shut. You know, it was decided who the nominees were. She just got to take some down. Well, like I said the other night to you, the, the Paloma last year, that girl literally lost her mind and had to leave the show. Like she, her mind broke and it almost happened to this girl this year. She's like, can't think straight and is crying. They call, she's like calling herself cryly because you can't stop crying. It's, it's an immense pressure to be in that house. I, I would not want to be in that house. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. Love it. I'm ready for a hundred days of it. I don't know what they're going to do. If everybody keeps saying the N word, you're going to not have anybody in there. <laughs> hmm. We will see. I think honestly, and we were, we were, we got her, Sari's son was already in there. She came in the house. Nobody knew except one person really knows that they are related, but I, and which is amazing. And she doesn't seem like she's going to say anything no matter what she says. So that's exciting. If they could make it the whole season, that would be exciting, but they're in a little sloppy. And they've said a couple things already that I feel like last night when that girl left, she said, he said his nickname was this. And I know that that is her son's nickname. And she goes, but I didn't think anything of it in, but he just, you know, it's like, you guys are getting a little sloppy. Yeah. There's no way they make it the whole. Uh, yeah. Well, we will see. Anyway, again, it'll all be changed in a day. Everything changes constantly. Get the live feeds. That's where the real show's at because the actual episodes are pretty crappy. And they're free this year on Pluto TV. You can just stream them. You don't even yeah, have to true. get Paramount Plus for some reason. Yeah. But if you want it without commercials, you got to go to the Paramount Plus. I did see, like, even before all this happened, when they come back from commercial, it has a, a title card that's like, a disclaimer is like Big Brother yeah. is is played is live and it's played by people who, from different backgrounds and like we Paramount does not condone any <laughs> anything they do or say like, like yeah, they were set all. up they knew they knew yeah. someone was gonna hundred <laughs> percent they knew he was gonna do it <laughs> uh, it happens all right good times good times summer TV who doesn't love it hmm. So check out our Patreon. Check out our Facebook page. Do we have a Twitter account still, or is it an X account, or is there anything going uh, on over there? What, whatever it is, it's it's still there. Yeah. X us. X us. <laughs> Don't X me, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. We will be back at some point in the near future. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Death by forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 
You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.